Welcome to your daily affirmations. Repeat after me, working with others is easier than ever. I strive for perfect collaboration. Our teamwork keeps getting better. Yeah, affirmations are great, but Monday.com can really get you the teamwork you desire. Work together easily and share files, updates, data, and just about anything you want all in one platform. Affirm yes to start. Or tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network, and I'd like to tell you that we have a new and improved website. It has two new features that we think you'll love. One of them is a vastly improved search engine so that when you type in keywords, you'll get a bunch of episodes really quick. The other is the ability to create a listener account. And in that listener account, you can save episodes for later listening. So you can create a kind of listening list. We think these features are neat and we think you'll enjoy them. Please visit the site today. Welcome to the New Books Network. It is a cool, blustery morning. Caleb McGrath boards a train at Grand Central Station heading north to Wasaic, New York, the last stop on the Harlem River line. The week before, Caleb saw his brother Hank for the first time in 42 years. Caleb knew Hank had his own well of secrets. Turns out, He'd been keeping one of Caleb's as well. One Caleb didn't even know he had. This is G.P. Gottlieb, host for New Books and Literature, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. And today I'm talking to Donaldson Brown, author of Because I Loved You, a novel that spans the lifetime of Caleb McGrath and Lenny O'Hare from the time they meet on the East Texas Plains to the invisible rope that draws them close to the decisions that prevent them from being together. This is a big hearted novel about two people whose lives keep spiraling away from one another. Hi Donaldson, thanks for joining me today. Hello Galit, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm I'm so been looking forward to speaking with you. How did you start writing this book? Which character came to you first? Uh, Actually Lenny, came to me first and uh, I I met her when she was a 16 year old galloping across the um, Texas prairie or chaparral on her gray mare. Um, And I, I actually, this is really the first long fiction that I um, really began working on. And I wrote screenplays for a number of years and had kind of a funny confluence of events in my life. Uh, uh, one of the screenplays that was on its way into production, it's, that got you know canceled. Um, it's not an uncommon story. And kind of simultaneously, my mother passed away, and I had a health issue. So you know, you sort of take a hiatus from what you've been pursuing in your life or the direction you thought you were going. And when I came back up for air, I kind of had lost some gumption for for screenwriting. And so I was um, 
I was kind of in a uh, in a little writing group, and um, this girl just came into my mind and and wouldn't leave, and I just had to find out what she was running from on her on her gray quarter horse mare, um, and where she was going. Um, mm. So that's yeah. how it started. I am so sorry for your loss, and I hope your oh, health. You. I hope you're feeling 100%, if oh, any of us sure. ever do. <laughs> oh, that's very kind of you. Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I know from your bio that you love horses. Are you as attached to them as Lenny is? And how do you feed that itch these days? <laughs> um, I do love horses. And I was sort of a horse crazy as a girl. And um, these days, I, I ride whenever I can. Um, and... Um, Actually, this last year, I was um, had a lease on a on a horse up in Massachusetts, where I spend a lot of time. Um, and then I also do some work uh, with horses and um, um, veterans and first responders. I work with an organization that uses kind of experiential learning and somatic experiencing work with people who are um, coping with post traumatic stress injuries. Uh, so that that keeps me around horses and also helps me kind of um, introduce people to horses, which is fun to do because they're really remarkable animals. Mm. How did you create Lenny's life with a French mother and a veterinarian father <laughs> who struggles to make a living on the Texas plains? Where did the parents come from? Yeah, well, um, I know you're a writer too, Galit, and I don't know how 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 you work. You know, sometimes you hear people say, "Well, are you an outliner, or do you write by the seat of your pants?" And I am very definitely when um, anything I'm working on is starting, I'm very much a seat of the pants, and I'm sure. If I were more of an outliner, I would probably save myself a lot of time. But um, so I just. Uh, kind of stuck with Lenny because the image of her was so strong in my mind. And I realized she was running from, someone was yelling after her and I thought, oh, it's her mom. You know, she's a teenager. She's running up. And, uh, and this person was speaking in French. And so I thought, well, that's interesting. Why is that? <clears throat> and the, I should say um, that the novel opens in 1972. So we're um, in a very small uh, ranching town in Northeast Texas, and it's uh, against the backdrop of the Vietnam War. And so her Lenny's mother, you know, is from the generation, really World War II generation. So I realized, oh, she's a war bride. Um, and so that's how she came to be. And um, and then I started thinking, well, how did she get to, how did she get to this, you know, dry county in Northeast Texas? And um, and she met uh, her husband Lenny's father, um, you know, in, in Europe. And um, <clears throat> he was a medic, and she came back with him, really kind of thinking that he was a doctor, um, and uh, was a little surprised to find out that he was a veterinarian. <laughs> but um, but Lenny is very proud of her father. She's uh, she loves animals, and she's very proud of the work he does. So that's yeah. that's how they came to be. <laughs> okay, but you speak French too. Um, I did. It's pre it's pretty darn rusty now, but um, there was a point in my life where I I, I spoke um, quite conversationally. <laughs> okay, that explains it. Um, the other main character is Caleb, whose father is the richest man in the county, but Caleb works his tail off. So how is he benefiting from having a rich father? Yeah, well, that's an interesting question. I, I think. Um, um, 
he's 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 not in some ways. Um, his father. Well, let me talk. Let me back up a little bit and just talk about Caleb's dad. <clears throat> um, well, first of all, I realized that you know there was all of a sudden this young man um, kind of in, in the prairie, and he was standing still, which kind of was interesting to me. Whereas Kaylee, when she came into my mind, was kind of always in motion. Um, and so Caleb is a very different, um, very different personality, and and he's a very gifted. Um, math student uh, and really aspires to be um, a mathematician, a physicist, um, which does not comport with the aspirations his father has for him. And his father was a very, very self-made man. And he came, um, he came up through the depression and was on his own from a very early age and really respects that um, kind of grit and commitment of making your own way. So he's not the kind of father that's going to pave an easy path for his two boys. Caleb has an older brother who is um, recently returned from Vietnam when the novel opens. Um, and so, but I think as I came to write a little bit more about Caleb's dad, um, I, I realized that given how difficult his childhood was and his coming into manhood was um, what he wants to give his sons is what he has built up, which is the ranch um, and, um, and, and what's on it. And, and that's what he thinks is the most important thing to give. You know, he never really, he never really realizes um, the importance of just, you know, his, his love or his approval or his, um, you know, affection for his kids. He doesn't, um, cause he didn't really have that, you know, growing up. So he thinks what he's has to give his, the most important thing he has to give is the wealth that he's built up. Um, so yeah, there's kind of a, I have a hard time connecting those two. <laughs> yeah. It's 1972 when I was also in high school and couldn't help thinking about how we were all being told that the only way we could really make it in the world, we had to go to college. However, we could get there. We were supposed to all go to college. So it was, it was very um, strange to hear a dad say, no, yeah. stay here. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate what you're saying. Um, I think, I, I think, um, you know, also, um, they're Texans. Yeah, oh, <laughs> different world. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> no, no, that's it. And I, I spent time um, in Texas because I, my father and his siblings had a ranch actually in Northeast Texas. And it was where I spent some time as a kid, though I grew up in Connecticut. I grew up in New England. But, um, and, um, but there, there is, I think Texas has a very, has a lot of pride in that rugged individualism um, that that is a important strain in our country, uh, for better or for worse, sometimes. Um, so and yeah, and and it was sort of a, a a different era. Yeah, he wanted his boys to want what he built. Yes, Caleb's brother Hank was seriously affected by his stint in Vietnam. Can you say more about that for listeners who might not remember what happened when those boys came home after the war? Yeah, it's really a tragedy. Um, so when the war was going on for um, yeah, people who don't know, um, there were a lot of uh, demonstrations and protests um, against the war. And um, 
uh, I think the sort of beginning sense of really looking at what was thought of as American imperialism um, in a in a different and critical way. And so unfortunately, what happened when most of the soldiers returned from Vietnam um, was anything but a, a hero's welcome or anything but, you know, gratitude for having put their um, themselves on the line. Um, and um, uh, uh, so, yeah, it's it's um, it's really kind of a tragedy. So uh, it was a, it was a hard homecoming. It was a hard homecoming. Um, yeah. Um, Lenny's sister is so completely different. Can you <laughs> can you say a little bit about Marguerite? <laughs> uh, yeah, Mar Marguerite is what about three years older than Lenny, two or three, yeah, three years older than Lenny, and um, and she's um, you know, she's kind of pretty and 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 perky, and you know, really kind of grew up more in in the sixties, and um, Lenny was more of a tomboy and really uh, you know, into the animals, and and also it sometimes happens with siblings, you know, if you have um. You know, you have to kind of um, carve your own path, right? So, uh, so yes, she and Marguerite are very different, and also the girls' relationship with their mom uh, is quite different. Um, and I think, um, you know, her mother, I thought Marguerite, the older sister, was, you know, was kind of the the easy one, you know. Um, and uh, um, she she sewed, you know, her and. Um, yeah, was into boys and all that kind of stuff. And Lenny was, you know, more attached to her dad and uh, liked to go on, um, to go out with her dad and, and help on the weekends um, with his rounds when he was going to farms and taking care of the animals. Um, so they're they're very different. And she was also more too more attached to her horse, Foggy. Yes. Can you, can you say more about, about Foggy? Oh, Foggy is a gray quarter horse mare. And uh, she and Lenny did some some competing. I mean, not super seriously, but you know, like county rodeos and um, and also barrel racing, which um, is actually a very uh, very technical, very very interesting competition um, to do with horses. And um, yeah, she 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 loves Foggy, and she loves riding across you know the prairie or the Texas chaparral. Um, and uh, Lenny at one point, you know, says, I think she's talking to Caleb and she says, you know, remembers the story of she always wanted to go as soon as she could walk. You know, she just wanted to to go as far as she could and was always always kind of had her eyes on the horizon. Um, so uh, yeah. so I think Foggy is kind of freedom and uh, um, and, and a friend. <laughs> um I really like how you tell the story from the different perspectives so that we could get the readers could get into the head of your character of your main characters, um, among them Caleb's. Okay, should he have tried harder to find Lenny? And why? Why did she refuse to find him? I thought she loved him too. Mm. Yes, um, they did. Well, there, um, there is, um, uh, a tragedy. Both of Lenny and Caleb's families go through a difficult um, period, um, and Lenny's family. There's sort of a, a tragedy that that um, happens to Lenny's family, and with Caleb's family, I think a lot of it is that the the older brother Hank returns um, from Vietnam, as we mentioned, and um, and he's changed, um, and um, you know, um, as much as a lot of people didn't understand 
the veterans who were returning. It was also true in Hank's family. Um, so that really upended, you know, Caleb's family. Um, and so when um, Lenny encounters something that she chooses to keep a secret um, from Caleb because she's afraid that if it's divulged, it will jeopardize Caleb's um, opportunity to get out of their small town and pursue, you know, his passion, which was, um, which is to study, which was to go to college and was to really, he wanted to work at the jet propulsion lab. He had, he had big dreams. And so they're teenagers. And I, I think I was, when I was writing them, I was kind of interested in the impact of, of first love um, and how sometimes that can carry with us, stay with us. And also about that point, that time in our lives when, you know, we really um, have our passions. Lenny very much wants to be an artist. Um, she draws all the time. She always has her sketchbook with her. And uh, Caleb, as we said, you know, wants to pursue his, his, his math. And I think that there is often something about those um, early um, ambitions or, or desires that uh, can really hold real truths for us. Um, and I, I know I feel like I've sort of come back, you know, later in my life, kind of come back to some, some things that um, were uh, kind of passions when I was very young that, that, you know, you let go of for whatever reason, right? Life happens and we have to make different choices. So when, when they, um, when they go off, I think that Lenny really thought that the best thing was to let Caleb go. Um, and, um, I think that Caleb was so, um, confused, um, by the circumstances, um, around her departure, um, and that, you know, he thought that, um, his brother Hank was involved. Um, so he thought he had been betrayed. Um, and, uh, and I think that's why he, uh, chose to not, um, not pursue her. Yeah. I'm trying you, not to give away too much okay, of the plot. God, no, me too. <laughs> um, okay, but the question is, did he ultimately live a fulfilling life? Does he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I think I, I think you you've hit on something that also I I I realized I was really wanting to explore too, which is um what is it that um, allows us to stay true to our dreams, our ambitions. I guess uh -huh. I'm, I'm circling back around a little bit to what I was just saying a minute ago. You know, what, 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 how, how is it that sometimes, you know, people can stay true to their dreams and sometimes people get derailed? Mm -hmm. um, and um, that was really interesting to me. And um, Lenny stays true. And uh, Caleb uh, does take a different path. And, um, and I think, um, I, I, th I think he paid a price for that. Yeah, I think he paid a price for that. Right, because he didn't follow his dreams, yeah. or, or his yeah. dreams changed in some way. There's not, it's not a good or bad situation. I was wondering as the, as the creator. Yeah. Did you want your characters to be happy? <laughs> Is that the goal? Um, I think I wanted them to make the choices that seemed true for them. Um, okay. and, and they both do make important choices early in life. 
Um, and then they, um, so did I want them to be happy? And then I wanted that, I, I you know, I just, I, I wanted it to seem, um, well, I guess I just, I wanted, I, I wanted the consequences of their action to feel real. Um, and I don't think, I don't want to give the impression that Caleb led a, a compromised or unhappy life. He was a successful person and, um, and accomplished a great deal in his life. Um, but um, I think there, um, there, there, there's a loss there too. Um, so now, think, now yeah. that we've been talking about the characters, I'd love to know who is speaking the title of your book. Who is saying, because I loved you, Caleb or Lenny? Um, I think they both absolutely they both are ah, okay that's legitimate wow so Donaldson really beautiful novel and this is your debut debut I cannot wait to see what comes next what are you working on thank you well I'm working on another novel um and it takes place and the um um, on the campus of a Shakespeare theater company in uh, Southern Vermont. Um, and I actually uh, did one of the things that I wanted to go back to uh, later in my life. was I, I, When I was a younger person, I very much wanted to pursue um, theater and acting. Um, so a few years ago, I uh, got, actually was accepted into a um, um, a month-long intensive residency at Shakespeare and Company, which is a theater company and educational uh, facility in the Berkshires in Western Massachusetts. Um, and it was a wonderful experience. I was really grateful to be able to do it. Um, and um, yeah, lo and behold, the next novel ends up, that's that's where it's, that's where it's, uh, that's the setting for it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's two, two, two good characters. I don't want to say too much, but. Okay, but do you get to play the female lead? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, unfortunately, no. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. I wish you the best. Oh, well, thank you, Galit. It's been so much fun. I appreciate your program and, and I'm honored to, to be on it. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for joining me. Again, this is G.P. Gottlieb, author of the Whipped and Sipped Mystery Series and host for New Books and Literature, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. Today, I've been talking to Donaldson Brown about her debut novel, Because I Loved You. Hope you have a good book to cuddle up with today and every day. Happy reading. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.